Hello, hello, welcome everybody to The Problem With Me, and I have a guest here that, uh, he's basically a homie at this point, we've done a podcast already that was fucking incredible, unfortunately the audio fucked up there, um, if you've done a podcast with me, you know what that's like, especially if I never upload, you're not the first one, Mess, but Mess, why don't you introduce yourself yes. real quick before we kick this off, homie? Hey everybody, what's up, it's your boy Mess Hall Diggs, uh, I am Mess Hall Diggs on YouTube. So if you're uh, trying to figure out a new journey to start with your life, check it out. But uh, basically, uh, my first name is Jason, but no one really calls me that except my mom. Uh, so I don't really answer to that. I'm a 23-year Army veteran. I've just recently retired. It's official. Your boy's retired. I'm looking into a lot of different things now that I have the freedom to do what I want reselling is my passion cooking is my first love so we'll see where it leads located in tennessee originally from california i uh, got a wife and four kids two of them are currently in the military as well so got a lot going on and uh that's me in a nutshell baby god damn bro you have like a you literally like you may not realize this but you live like the american dream and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. You know how many people like that I know that no one would ever start a family with. Like, but I'm saying the thing. The thing about the American dream is, I, I just think it, it varies person to person. Oh yeah. You know, my best friend in the world is living his American dream, and uh, everything he owns is in a backpack, and he has a motorcycle. And he just lives his life. Oh, he's one you know, of those lived, veterans. Yeah, he's lived in like, you know, 10 different cities in the last five years. And like, that's his dream. And he's living it. I and, respect you know, that. It's just, I respect that 100. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a psycho. So I've legitimately thought about that. I think my the fact that I care for <laughs> yeah, these man. three animals that I run into. And then it's like, you know what? You can live with me. And then I like, on my but darkest the, days. But he's the funnest guy to talk to because you get to hear about all his adventures and all the different places he's worked and all the people he's met. And then he just, he stays for, you know, he stays six months out of place and then he's out of there, man. You know, it's just crazy. Like that's, respectable. You know, that's, that's what he's always wanted to do. So I think it's just weird, man. You know, there's a weird type of individual, you know, cause I think when people hear a lifestyle like that, they often associate it to like very hippie types. And that definitely is true. But what I think people don't realize is that there's a certain type of white guy that if they do that drifter shit, right, they're still getting laid and they're still smashing puss. So it's like, I don't know how you can possibly look down on anyone that's still like living their life and still getting some, you know? Yeah. Like, he's got, he's got like that whole mysterious thing. Yeah. Going like on, the beard. Know? Like oil who is, type who is this guy. dude on the motorcycle? That yeah, just, exactly. Travels like, around, you, know? you see him in Seattle, very... you see him in Austin and they, they dress like hipsters, but you already know, like, that's not a hipster. You can tell from their demeanor that, oh, this is right. the guy that hipsters are trying to look like. That's how exactly. I mean, types of veterans. Yeah, I took I took the very very old school route. You know, the whole uh, you know, you had a plan. Get married, get married, have a family, have a plan, be the breadwinner, have kids. You know, it was the whole old school, like my grandparents type same scenario. You know, my grandfather was in the military, met my grandma, they got married young, had a bunch of kids. I, I followed like that same path from like the fifties. And what I see now is like the way my kids are doing things and the way my friends are doing things. It just kind of 
I, I just I love I love watching everyone's story, listening to everyone, you know, because there, there's so many different paths now, you know, especially with the technology and and being able to relocate and working overseas. There's just so many opportunities that, you know, people are getting married older now. You know, they wait until they're in their 40s to get married and have kids. It's just yeah. a whole different. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff. I just and I, and I've always been just a a people watcher, a story. You know, yes, listening to people's I stories. Get just, I get that. It's very interesting, especially being in the military. You know, you you see and meet all walks of life in the military. Hell yeah, it's just a great thing, man. I just I just my story is cool, but you know, to me, like your I'm more interested cool. in others. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm genuinely you know, more interested in. I think it goes back to like the you know how you always give me shit about my confidence, and it's like I think it's more like there is a little truth to that. I also want to see like all the. I guess I put everyone I know on a pedestal above myself, and so like I kind of feel like I'm everyone's cheerleader, and that maybe sounds super fucking like weird and like very feminist, feminine or whatever. But to me, it's like no nah, man, it's just that I think my homies can all do a better job at most things than I can, and I'm genuinely more interested in seeing them. Like I'm more interested in their story, you know. Like to me, when I it's like you said, like, uh, what did you say earlier? Where it's like you feel like you're the one who you're just trying to figure it out, and you see like other people who actually do have it figured out, and you're like, fuck no, bro, you can't even compare me to that person, you know? Like I have friends that are like successful as fuck that actually cook for a living. I mean, you you cook for a living, and so when I like I told you even last time when I get called chef, it's like no, bro, like trust me, like. If I was a chef, I probably would have killed myself already with the amount of stress that causes. Like, you, like, you know, it's almost like you got to give credit where credit's due. And I feel like I haven't earned a lot of that credit yet, you know? But, but here's, but here's the kind of the upside to that, that scenario. Like, like we were talking about, I've had a lot of people tell me that, you know, I'm great. Like, you're one of the greatest. You're one of the best. Yeah. And I never have put myself, in that light and it's i think it's kind it's of a good thing in a way because do. it keeps you hungry it keeps you working hard because i'm i'm a bigger fan of like um you know people that come from pain and then succeed yeah, you know that's that's yeah. every that's like living to me like i have in my office i have a poster of vanilla ice on my wall like this is no shit <laughs> you would bro ass, that's awesome i got a big ass poster of vanilla ice on my wall and the reason is it's a reminder to me that here was this kid, you know, that that just shot to superstardom, had millions of dollars. Um, he was he was being carted around like, you know, like a little pet and the record company was making him do things he didn't want to do. And he was representing things he didn't really like. And, you know, they created this persona for him. And then he had like the craziest downfall of all time, like. How do you go from selling 19 million records to just being out of the game? And then he got into other things and he started his retail business. And then, but he kept all his money. He hit the lowest of lows. He was in drugs, suicidal, you know, got divorced. Like, all, like this, like he went from the highest of highs to the yeah. lowest of lows. And then he fucking bounced back, you know, and, and he's still got a net worth of like 20, 30 million and he's doing it. He's doing his thing. And yeah. and most people I talk to are like, oh man, fuck that guy. He's a fucking yes. wannabe. He's a piece of shit. Fucking poser. I fucking hear I that one hundred. Yeah, 
But what what this look at his fucking story like who could survive that man? Exactly, man. I've always agreed who the with fuck that. do you know that could survive that? Being the most loved fucking post anytime you want, sold out <laughs> arenas, money like you could never spend, and then and in an instant everyone thinks you're a fucking garbage. You're a little bitch, shit. yeah, dude. That like I grew up after the whole like you know I was a, I was a kid barely understanding like media when it was the whole vanilla ice is a little bitch kind of like he's a washed up you know like i never got to see the whole collaborate and listen era so even me coming up vanilla ice was always the joke that came out on the vh like reality shows yeah Yeah. but then like you actually get into his career and you actually hear the dude talk like i'm not a fan of his music i'll be honest with you but when i've seen him talk in interviews or like see how he like talks about businesses and stuff like it's crazy to think like man this guy actually like People couldn't even be a tenth of what this man is, and they're so quick to, like, shit on the name Vanilla Ice, where it's like, you forget, like, that's entertainment, bro. Like, that's a whole other, like, industry. Like, that's not who, I don't even know his first name, but it's like, that's not Vanilla Ice. You forget that there's actually a man there, you know? And that man has accomplished a lot. I think it's just, um, people are so quick to judge and... You know, because his name is a joke and everyone thinks he's a joke and he's laughed at and whatever, you know, they they don't understand. Like you gotta look you gotta look beyond all that and, and look at the person, what he went through, you know, the fucking the rise, the fall, the crash and burn, like the lowest of lows, the family issue, like all kinds of shit happened. And then now he's risen from the ashes. He's still got his money. He's still got his properties. He's still... Yeah, dude. Hell so yeah. So behind all that was kind of a smart businessman a little bit. And and he, he figured out... You know, I, he I think it's quit just... quit the drugs. He came out of depression. He, he figured out a new path. And that's the thing that's so fucking important is like even with COVID going on, so many people's worlds came crashing down. And now there's these new paths that you have to find and choose... And have the fucking balls to just go after. And so many people are so weak that they want to take the easy way out or they want to hide behind something else or they don't want to try or they get discouraged and, and they quit. And that and that's the fucking biggest thing, man, is like it's you got to look at the whole story, man, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit. And I think I don't know why our society is like that. Like me. Man, I've been around a lot of negativity, and sometimes, I i mean, you know me, bro. I thrive on that shit sometimes. I'll instigate online, but I never do it with actual, like, ill intent. Like, to me, it's more like, you know, how do you say you're fucking busting someone's chops? You're fucking uh, busting someone's balls, I think is a term that I've heard a lot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're busting my balls. Right? Yeah, like, busting I'm busting your balls. Don't take it serious. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I feel... I've never said anything on the internet that I feel like is actually mean-spirited. Because if I feel like I need to say something mean-spirited, the internet is not where I want to fucking go to do that, you know? Like, why would I be mad at someone I don't know, first off? But, see, it, and, but yeah, and here's the thing about that, too. Because because I'm on social media and, you know, I sell things and I make videos on YouTube, you know, there's always going to be somebody Oh yeah, Hell that yeah. gives me a thumbs down or has a comment or... Like I think I it was one time I was selling something and I listed it as vintage or whatever and and this guy made a comment and he was like vintage that came out in like 2010 like do your research you know like yeah dude. and, and I'm, I'm cool I'm cool with it though because 
and, and that's why I say sometimes in my videos, I'm like, hey, hey, I'm the guy. Haters, if you feel like you need to hate, like I'm the guy you need to hate because I, I'm okay with that. If it's a release for you and it makes you feel better and it makes you feel like you the fucking man walking around your house, you know, with the tidy whities on. I'm the fucking man. I told that guy off on the internet. Yeah, I get like if that. that make, if that brings you some sort of mental relief and it helps you out, then I'm cool with it, man. Like, I don't get mad at anybody. Yeah, you know? I, I get that. My other thing is, like, if you've been in the military and you're offended by comments online, like, get a fucking spine. Like, that is something that does upset yeah. me. Like, there's no way if you were in any branch that you should be actually offended by what people tell you about your content about any of that shit and yeah because because you gotta think like um hey uh, do you mind if i take my like, cat out real quick i don't want her to interrupt and she is going no, nuts. Sorry, my bad. yeah no no worries i will be right back fucking uh do some improv or something i'll be gone for like 20 seconds oh can i fucking talk just fucking dude spill the beans, go dude? off just catch me up on what's going all on. right i got all right. you man all right, I'll all be right, right back. so uh, yeah, so it's mess all. I'm in charge of this show now, man. I hope everyone's having a great 2021, by the way. Uh, it's it's going to be a great year for everyone. I just know it is, man. This is the year of the bounce back, the year of the rebound. This is the year you need to follow your passion, man. Find something that you love to do and just go all in on it. Life is short. Just eat the fucking donut, man. Amen. I posted Hallelujah. that shit on my Instagram. Hallelujah. That's a that's a mess hall original, Please. I think. It might not Praise be but mess hall. Yeah, it might be it might be an original. I don't know. I just say shit. And and it, the thing about that is like I, I got a lot of people sometimes tell me like, hey man, when you're when you're promoting your brand or you're trying to establish a brand or you're on social media, like I use Instagram mostly to try to you know, yeah, to push that pr- promote my youtube or just give people a smile or or make someone laugh or you know and i'm i'm from california i was raised in the bay area you know a, a single mom i grew up in the streets i i i fucking curse and i just decided i gotta be real like i'm gonna be me and I know some people don't like the profanity I use um, sometimes yeah. when I post yeah. shit on Instagram and doesn't really look good for my brand. And like, well, then I, I don't really fucking need you following me then because that if you can't handle me as real as I am, then it's cool. Like, it's cool yeah, if you want to unfollow like, me I or move on. You're not like offensive or anything. Like, I can't. You have to be a real like pansy excuse the language if anyone finds that term offensive you have to be a real pansy to find your content like even yeah but the thing is like in this in this day and age you gotta be really fucking careful what you say because um i mean you just see careers dying all over the place you know especially if you're in the spotlight you just gotta be you gotta be careful what you say and i think that shit man like i was around i'm old enough to remember when uh the uh, parental advisory stickers came out when Tipper Gore made it oh, mandatory that, that parental I've advisory that stickers, shit. yeah, it, it was were, like were a put huge on fucking music. So, so us younger kids couldn't get our fucking hands on it, and that was our culture, that was our fucking childhood, and you know, that was just it was just like it's it's been an ongoing thing, man. Like, you, you know, how free are we? We're the fucking land of the free man you know yeah i dude i don't even want to get into those topics because yeah i 
I, I, I love to observe. No, has, and you even mentioned even, that. It's not even political. It's just yeah. Like, no, I, you know, I, I hear you because just fucking censorship I wanna, starts. I want to know who you are for real. Like fuck your persona or this act or like oh, what yeah. you're trying. The image that you're pro- projecting. I get that. Is not really you. And I have an issue with that, man. I, I do sometimes. Like, I, I genuinely do. I, I don't. Tr- I can't trust people like that. Or if I get that, I, I don't. I hate saying vibe, but if I, if I have all the indicators that something is off with that person's personality, or that they're being dishonest with their with who they're trying to portray themselves as, I immediately just know, like, yeah, I can't trust this person, and they're a fucking psycho. Yeah, and that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I just you need know? to not even get involved. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Oh, this is my friend Jesse, and he's like, "Hey, man, what's up, man?" And it's like, clearly, some dude who like comes from a privileged family never like grew up on the street, and it's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, Jesse, you're cool, but I'm not gonna." And that's and and that's <laughs> the the best thing. The best thing for me is like, um, like I'll talk to people a lot. You know, I got some buddies like you on and other people on social media that I talk to. Yeah, and then like sometimes when I'll meet someone in person, like sit down and look you in the eye and and you know get i'm really big on like looking you in the eye feeling feeling your aura like what your body language is and you know no, that's I, really I, big for me I'm i never thought like that i never thought you'd use the word aura that we're yeah, like fucking like an, for real like the, i agree like, though i definitely like I'll, I'll give you an example so this i was doing something with the bank and this and this lady kept emailing me and calling me on the phone i said look man no disrespect i said but I need to sit down in front of you and we need to have a conversation face to face. And she was like, Oh, well, yeah, we can make that happen. You know? And then once I sat down and not only do I understand shit better when someone's face to face with me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm, I've always been the guy where like, if you send me like, Hey, read this 12 page fucking thing. I'm I'm not going to read it, man. I'm not (laughs) going to. (laughs) Yes. I, I need that. you to call me. I need a video. I need something. I need you to talk to me face to face about it. Like that's how I've always learned. I felt comfortable learning shit, you know. And when I'm trying to get into like these investment opportunities, I need to sit down in front of you face to face. And then we then I can see where you're coming from and I, I'll understand it better. You can't can't explain this shit to me in emails. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I need to sit down with you. I just think it's important. It's in, it's another lost art, man. You know, it's I agree because we're moving into this technology space where, especially during COVID and shit, like the only opportunity you're going to get to talk to somebody is like FaceTime or fucking email or. Uh, but, um, what's actually something that worries me, and you're older than me, so I guess uh, you you probably have a perspective on this as well. Is growing up, do you know what jackass is, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so growing up, uh, I was part of not necessarily a subculture because it was such a big part of culture. I guess imagine what all the kids who, what Nirvana would have been, but like 20 years later, and that was sort of like me and my friends. We were all into Jackass. We all listened to like the rock stations and... God yeah, damn. Bam Margera. And yeah, I was literally about to say Viva, Viva La Bam and all thing. that stuff. Yeah, And something that, you know... I. I remember my uncle in particular. He's really old school and very arrogant. So he's probably a bad example. He's more arrogant than most people. But I remember him always being like 
so upset just by the fact that I would watch that stuff. And he, and my, this guy like smokes crack and all this shit. But to him, it was like, you're rotting your brain, mijo. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know? And all, like, and I never understood it, like, where it's like, dude, clearly I'm not trying to emulate these guys. It's just entertainment. But something I've noticed with a lot of the youth today, and I feel like the old man now, like my uncle, is that a lot of their culture, like, whenever I'm, like, online on forums and stuff, is it's very copy and paste. Like, my kids back in my day, we used to at least be original and, like, make our own videos because like we were like oh my god he has a cell phone with a camera and it could record 15 seconds dude let's make and we would be children coming up with all this stuff but like you look now on like i'll i'll literally see like a super terrible fucking fuck you you n-word you jew this and that like comment on on youtube and i'll be like who is this I look at the video and it's literally like a nine-year-old and all their videos are just like memes like and they're zero views one view and as you realize like these kids are literally like seeing they're actually to a point where rather than looking at entertainment that they see like in media and thinking like oh this is funny they actually try to emulate it now it's almost like it's freaking weird to me because i i've actually talked to a few younger people about this too and they agree where like, even people in my generation, when I try to have conversations and they only send, like, gifts or memes, it's like, dude, I don't want to talk to a fucking child. Like, I don't know where your personality is at, but this isn't how you fucking talk to people. And Right. I, I hate that. I hate that our culture well, the is weird, becoming the that. Weird, so there's kind of a weird correlation between, like, what, what you connect with, what's entertainment, like, what hits you, what doesn't. And, and that's, that's a fucking interesting topic, too, because... Like for me, um, I, I loved fucking hip hop music was, was my life. Like I grew up on public enemy and NWA and mm -hmm. Tupac and digital underground. And it was the music that I could connect with because yes, I'm not African-American. You're from the Bay you know, area. I'm, <laughs> I'm the whitest dude on the planet, but I grew up in that culture. Yeah. And I could I could relate because we were broke, we were poor, we were on welfare, you know, we went to flea markets and thrift stores and we couldn't afford to eat out and yeah, my mom you, was bro. never home and I was raising myself and I was cooking for myself since I was eight years old. So I could relate to like the pain, the struggle. I could relate to it. Like yes, not on the level that, you know, the music was going. Yeah, I get like, you, bro. It made it made fucking sense to me. You know what I mean? You're a reasonable person. I understand where you're coming from. Like, and the same way with like Jackass is like you just want for me, I watch it because it was I couldn't relate to what they were because I'm not oh. that kind of person where I just fucking I just love watching let people a snake get hurt. bite my balls and shit, <laughs> but but it's the same kind of rebellious fucking thing that kids all that's kids want to rebel you know they want this rebellious outlet and that's like where nirvana came in it was a rebellious like fucking you know not everything isn't all peaches and cream there is some some kids going through some shit and they can connect with some you know some good nirvana tracks or you just want to have good fun and wild out and, and rebel and, and jackass was your outlet and skateboarding is an outlet and playing guitar is an outlet it's just kids are just fucking thirsting and hungry for these outlets and sometimes they get led down the wrong path and then you get shit like you were talking about these uneducated really young people that don't have any other outlet except connecting with 
you know, or copying or one of their friends is influencing them or, and, and it's just what I've realized, you know, raising children is, you know, my parenting style has been the same with my kids. Each one it's been, I've never played favorites. You know, they all know me, they all know my wife and they develop their own fucking style and personality but they do take the values and you can see yourself in them, but they all become their own people. You know, you just have to be the best influence you can be because kids are influenced by shit. They are copiers and you just got to hope that they find the right ones, you know, that's a good observation. Some people don't can't deal with it. They, they succumb to the struggle and they never leave the streets. Some rise and become great. And, you know, some, mature faster and 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 take their own lives into into their own hands and say okay i gotta fucking make a difference i gotta stop doing what i'm doing and it's 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 crazy because i don't know where that shit comes from like where where did it come from from me like you know i was in college i was smoking weed i was fucking partying every night i wasn't going to class and then one day i just said okay i gotta fucking stop this shit like i got i'm going down the same path yeah my parents were going down because my dad was a fucking hell's angel biker. My mom was a fucking hippie chick and they just Bro. wanted to fucking party and get high and get drunk. And you are like in the out. darker and shade I of white. I saw light. myself going down that same fucking road. You know what I mean? And yeah. I said, I got to do something. I got to, I got to make a career. And, and so it was like, I'm going to go to culinary school. I'm going to join the military, then go to culinary school. And I chose the military first. And it was like the best thing ever because it fucking woke me up. You know what I mean? And, uh, but people, a lot of people can't make that fucking step. And that's cool because not everybody has the same mental capacity. They're not, they're not strong like that. They need help. They need influence. They need a push. They need a good friend. They need a good family member. And that's just all I hope for people is like when you're just thirsting for, when you feel fucking lost in the world, lost in your life, just reach out, find someone that is doing what you want to do, and just it, it's like yeah. a fucking roadmap. You know what I'm saying? It's a roadmap. I'm actually how, sad now. How did they get there? You know, um, they they got turned away fucking seventy five times, but that seventy six time they tried, it fucking hit. You know, it's just it takes a lot of work, man. It's not easy. Nothing's fucking easy, but people want it to be easy you know they, they think it should just be handed to them sometimes yeah i i just my it, whole thing is it comes down to where it's like i feel like that mm-hmm. that fact is that they want everything easy where it's almost like it's become so easy like rather than come up with my own jokes rather than develop my own like integral thoughts i'm just gonna copy and paste this meme you know like and to me i think that's I get what you're saying, though, and that's really good insight for I never saw it as an outlet and kind of like in the same way where like maybe that's exactly what it is. And you you're older than me, so you probably know like how trends like, oh, yeah, kids are just stupid and they like dumb shit like that. But they grow up to be smarter than that, you know, and it sounds like that's probably like realistically what's going to happen. But the fucking thing, but here's the thing where you're talking about society earlier. So society has a fucking a huge influence on, on what people do. And, and, and I see it a lot because, um, I, 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 like I said, you know, being in the military probably helps my, my, my upbringing growing up in the Bay area probably helps. But, 
like I, I don't fucking care at all what people think like I have you know, people say, oh, man, if you're over fucking 40, you shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans. You shouldn't be wearing your hat backwards. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, shouldn't, yeah. You shouldn't be wearing chains. You shouldn't be, you know, I have fucking two life-size Chucky dolls in my office. I got vanilla ice on my wall. I wear my hat backwards. You know, I, I do what I fucking do, man. It's, it's because society is telling me I'm supposed to look or act a certain way. As long as you... Stay within the confines of being respectful to everybody. Yes. You know, respecting bro. what everybody's got going on. Like, fucking do you, man. Like, if you still want to wear your pants peg like we did back in the 80s and shit, and, and you want to wear fucking Pearl Jam t-shirts, you never left the grunge era. Like, so, if that's some you, people that's, fucking, pull it off. That's, that's fucking you, man. You know, like, quit, you know, quit, quit being so influenced by everything that... Like, don't be scared. Like, oh, I'm so scared. Like, someone might make fun of me. Or, like, who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Like, the only reason they're going to make fun of you is because they have their own, like, self-esteem shit going on. That's the only thing, man. It's like bullies back in school. You know, most bullies have their own self-esteem issues or problems at home, and that's their outlet. You know, it's picking on other people to make themselves feel better. It's the same fucking thing. You got cyber bullies now. You got it, it just makes them feel better. Yeah, I've noticed you know. that too. Um, I think that's something I also. It goes back to the whole like anything I say, I never do it with like discontent or like ill will or mean spiritedly. And like, I definitely, it seems like a lot of people these days are kind of like they view that as their outlet, but then they say like, "Oh, I'm just boasting your balls." But then you realize like, bro, like not only do you have like almost no content, but the content you do have is like actually like the fucking loser like what the fuck like how are you like i have told that to people online also like there was i remember one dude actually straight up blocked me because he was like going off on someone and he i went through his like post history and he had pictures of his room and it was like the dude was a squatter and i said politely it's like bro you can't be like talking about people like when you fucking live like this and he went off on I only got to see it because it was in my notifications. He had already blocked me, but he went off on like how I'm a bad person, and it was just true. Where it's like, bro, I'm not the one like looking for arguments online, like, and that freaks me out when you see people who are actually won't show themselves online, won't ever do like, and you go, you'll see people who say how what you get. You gave an example earlier where people are just instigating and con. Oh, the vintage example where people yeah. look for an argument where there's really not one to be made or where they could approach a situation and if they have an like oh i thought vintage meant this or that maybe you know like where they could say something politely but they choose not to because they're looking for that re and that's what boggles me where it's like bro have you realized like anyone who's had who anyone who's been in the presence of good company and lived a good life would know that a good interaction is 20 million times better than a bad one for pissing someone off, you know? Like, you do that shit when you're online playing Call of Duty. You don't do that shit when you're just, like, watching a fucking YouTube video. Like, what kind of loser are you? That's kind of my take on that. Yeah, and, and like, we kept... We go back to, like, the, you know, you're busting my bulls, that kind yeah. of shit. Like, that's, that's something that, you know... Bullsome. I like how that's gonna be if, our thing. If now. we're fucking, yeah, if we're fucking friends, you can bust my balls, man. But if I don't know you, like you have to make that known. And and I've had, and and here's the difference because I have had people 
who like will message me on eBay and say, Hey man, um, just to educate you a little bit, uh, you know, this is something I'm, I'm very well versed in. And I know this exact model. I've sold millions of these. Okay. Um, the actual model you're selling is this. So if, if I was you, I would suggest you change this part of the listing. Um, and you know, take my advice or leave it like that's fucking sweet. Like that's educational. Yeah, like, for sure. If, you, if you're going to come at somebody that that's fucked up and, inform and, them, and post something and, and don't get it right. Edu fucking educate them. Don't, don't fucking slam them. Don't be like, Amen, Hey, dumb fuck. Like, like, cause then they're just going to shut down. You know, not only are if, they going like, to shut down. Like, I feel like even if I get told something and they're correct, I'll digest it. But to me, it's kind of like, I'll reply usually politely. Cause it's like, Hey man, I see what you're trying to do here, and like, don't worry. You're. It's like you said. Yeah, if it makes you feel see, that, better, that's a like, big you're thing. Good. That's a big thing in the culinary world because there oh, was a bro. Uh, the, that's the worst. Yes. There was a young. There was a young. You know, a young cook, and she was making this dessert, and she wanted to put like a, like a um a spun sugar decoration on it, right? Okay. So. So she put this thing on there and it was like fucking blocky and, and hard and crunchy. It was just unedible type sugar piece that she was putting on this dessert. And everyone was like, oh, it looks cool. It looks good. You know, good job. And I came by and I was like, hey, let me educate you real quick. I said, let's try this instead. Make it more delicate, easier to eat. That way, it's it's enjoyable, and they're not just gonna take it off and throw it to the side because it's, there's no way you can eat this. It's just like a decoration. Yeah, I said everything on the plate should be able to be consumed. You want to be able to enjoy everything together as one element. I said so. Let's spin it, make it you know real more delicate, so it just kind of melts in, and they can eat it along with the dessert. And and she was like, oh okay, that's cool. You know, instead of like. A fucking just complimenting her and then going off to the side and saying, "Oh, that's all kinds of fucked up." Oh, oh yeah, shit. that's even worse. I right, like, let me come in and say, "Hey, I'm just gonna give you an idea. Take it or leave it. You can go with what you got. It's your thing. I'm all about it. But this is this is what I believe is the right way. In my experience of doing these things millions of times, this is the better route to go. I'll show you how to do it." And I'll let you decide. Like, that's how you go at somebody who's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? There's a a way to do it. I agree 100%. And, like, this is – and I hate when people are like, oh, you're a snow. Like, bro, I was in the Marine Corps. Like, trust me. Like, I've seen and I've been corrected where it involves, like, an elbow to your fucking neck or chest. You know, like – Yeah, yeah. Like, trust me, like – I'm telling you, like, but some there's people, no reason yeah, for but that. Some people, that's that's how they get it, though. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's... I'm that kind of person. I need someone to come up to me and be like, "Hey, Meso, that you're fucking fucking yeah, up, dude." I th- that's how you get my attention, dude. I that's think that's me. some dude. I think that's legit. Something that people who have never been in the military and like been like had the mindset of being dedicated to it that they don't understand. Where it's like, "Hey, bro, you don't talk to me." And it's like, "No, bro, like you don't understand. Like you ain't shit." Like. And if it genuinely makes someone else feel better, then, like, anytime someone's talked to me that way, it was always my goal. You know what, bro? I'm going to be happier than you, to where it's like, I'm not even that fucked up that, a, like, that's a, that makes it appropriate for you to talk to me the way you do. But one day, like, I know it's coming from a place, like, I just have to remind myself that 
I'm still doing like the best I can and some people are just never going to be happy and if those people critique you, you just got to like fucking wipe your ass with it. And if there's something good in it, hey man, take it cuz that like I said, even if someone's being an asshole and they're correct, hey, I'll own up to it. I'll observe that, I'll digest it. It's fine. Right, and that's the thing, that's the fucking key, right? Is if 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 you know that there's somebody and this could be in any field, any line of work, online, whatever. Oh, yeah. If you know there's somebody that looks up to you, like, you better capitalize on that fucking opportunity because you might be the strength that they need to fucking help them blossom because they look up to you. And it's it's your responsibility to fucking try to put them on the right path because you might be the only fucking person that they're going to listen to. You know, you might be the only person that gives them that last fucking juice of confidence to go ahead and fucking make it happen because they're looking up to you. And if you shut them fucking down, it might be it for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I definitely get that. So that's a that. huge fucking responsibility. And it's okay. You know, you don't look at it as like a fucking hindrance or all oh, fuck. You know, it, they're looking up. They're looking at you. When shit hits the fan, they're looking at you like fucking. What do I do? And and it's you have to be their strength sometimes. Sometimes yeah, you bro. have to be it's the strength feeling. for them. And and I that's why I put myself out there. And I was talking to somebody the other day on Instagram who wanted me to try to help them out with you know some of their sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like why am I not fucking selling anything? Like I haven't sold oh, anything shit. in four days. What am I doing wrong? Like, they reached out to me. So, obviously, they've looked at my content. They've seen my posts. They decided that even though I'm on the fucking shit toilet level of resellers, like, no one watches my videos. I got, like, maybe a thousand Instagram. Like, I'm, I'm pretty low on the totem pole. There's yeah. so many other people she could have messaged, right? There's so many other people. And, and most resellers will respond to you, which is great about the community. She decided I was the motherfucker she was going to reach out to. So now, okay, because I've put myself out there to like, hey, I'm here to help because that's how I've always been my whole life. I want to help others rise up and even become better than me. That's my yeah, goal. Yeah, that's right? the goal every time. That should. So be if it. someone chooses to pick you and reach out to you, you got to fucking help them out, man. Like you just have to. So I stopped what I was doing. And I gave her everything I had. She was satisfied, and hopefully it works out. But that's that's how we gotta fucking be as a society, man. I like agree. if someone someone comes to you, you have to fucking try your best to make them right. You know, it's just how it is because they're reaching out for a reason. It's like I said, anyone who's lived a full like badass life and actually done shit where they've lived in more than one area, more than one region, or whatever, I feel it's almost like saying like, what would you prefer? A random ass interaction where like you bump into like a stranger on the sidewalk and like they drop their purse and then like you pick up their shit and then other people do too while their like papers are flying and you see a wholesome moment like wow that was actually an awesome display of humanity would you rather have that or would you rather have a hey man fuck you i fucked your bitch bro hey man you don't do in the bar like it's like why why are you looking to have negative interactions like if you have lived yeah. a great life you would understand that there's no reason to perpetuate that shit online. Like, I get it. I talk mad shit, but it's never, like I said, it's never mean-spirited. It's not like that at all. And I have to, some, I've had to explain to people, like, hey, I'm sorry that you were offended. I just want you to know I, like, I'm, like, 
and maybe I won't take it back because it wasn't meant that way. Sim, like that's sim, like, and I'm sorry you did were offended by. It. If I would have known, I would have probably like second guessed saying it in the first place. But it is what it is. I'm not like I'm not being mean, you know. And right, yeah, and then, and that, and that's the other thing is you just have to know, like, what kind of person you're dealing with at the same time. You oh know? yeah, some people it's that's, not even that's worth explaining because, shit to because people people react differently. Um, and this, and it was that way in the military too. Cause you know, I, at one point I had 107 people that I was in charge of. Like I was in charge of them. I was their guy and I can't treat all 107 people the same way. Like I'm always going to be the same me. I'll be the same person, but people process information differently. They, they get disciplined differently. They, you know, sometimes you gotta be the disappointed dad. Sometimes you gotta be the fucking prison warden. That's the worst. Sometimes you just gotta fucking drag them through the mud, and that's how they'll get it. That's the best. And th- and that's a lot about just perception and being able to switch up, you know, different leadership styles and and how to make you know the company run better or whatever. Is everyone has different needs, different personalities. They react differently to different ways you talk to them. I and, worked for Amazon, just... so I, I def and working with like actual different cultures, a lot of refugees, like that shit was like eye opening in that regard. And th- right, man. yeah, because because not everybody processes things differently. Dude, no, you know I, mean? I remember as one... long as you don't, as long as you don't change, you have to be the same always. Like they yes. know what they're gonna get with me. They I... know how I am when I walk into the fucking room. Everyone knows what they're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when I sit down with you because I don't think you understand what's really going on. That's when it's up to me to reach in and try to figure out how to best get this through your head. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, yes. How can I explain this to you so that you'll understand it? Cause I fucking understand it. You know, you understand it, but there's something going on where you don't get it yet. So I have to figure out how to make you get it. And that you have to be able to adapt your style to get your message across to all different kinds of people. Dude, yes. You know, because like me, like like I was talking about earlier, you can't you can't send me the email and the twenty five page ebook and the video. I need to sit down and look at you. You know, so that's how I interact with people. I'm gonna sit down so I can watch your mouth move, look into your eyes. That's how I'll get it. You yeah, know bro. Saying? That's that's like the actual like yeah. That's the human way to do it. I think that's gonna be a lost art in the next like. Yeah, I, I, I 100% hear you, bro, because even when I talk to people, like, I I need a lot of information, and I hate being this guy, but if there's something I'm unsure of, or, like, I'll ask them to clarify, so when is my payment date, what's the interest rate, what's the payment I could expect to make, you know, like, I'll ask everything, so that way, y- you know, like, it, it's all communication, but I definitely feel like if COVID wasn't here, I'd rather be doing all that shit, like, in person, but you know i can't do anything just via text yeah and that's the other thing is like you know and that's something i struggle with because i know like i'm not like we were talking about before i'm not tech savvy at all like i can barely upload a youtube video right like it took me a while to figure that shit out but (laughs) you saw me trying to set up the mics yeah like i said i know where i know where this is all going i know technology is everything and i need to learn how to communicate better through it. And that's why 
I force myself to do YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. So I can try to connect to people without actually talking to them. That's legit. That TikTok. But, and what pisses me off now is like, you know, now that I'm retired and, and I'm trying to think about what I want to do next is like, I've sent in a couple, you know, resumes and job applications and like, they'll pass on you electronically yeah and i'm like how how do i not even get the interview like if you get me in front of you i'm your guy man i don't even want to go into this because uh man i don't know yeah but that's that's the way that's the way everything's going now so now i have to figure out okay how do i adapt you know how do i with the conversation we're having now how do i get that electronically to somebody you know you can have a best cover page and a great resume and fill out your application but nowadays they're just thumbing through shit. You know, they're just clicking next and saying, "No, yeah, it's like a guy. dating profile." And it's like yeah, you, man, you forget yeah. that, like, yo, that's my career. That's like my well-being. <laughs> that's you know, like I, and, oh man, I could get into that shit like even more. But like, I don't want to be depressed. Or, and like, what's crazy is like one of, one of the jobs I apply for. They're like, "We're looking for somebody that has at least ten years of manager experience." Been in food service yeah. for at least ten years. You have the fucking credentials. No, prior military, prior military preferred, culinary degree preferred. I'm like, you're talking about me. That's that is me. And I send it in, and they're like, okay, sorry, you weren't, you're not going to be selected for this job. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I I met all your qualifications. How do I not even get an interview? You know, <laughs> that fucking sucks, bro. I'm yeah. <clears throat> I, I 100% get that though. Like, oh man, I don't, I, that's something like that will depress me because I, uh, when I, God damn it. I definitely have done online interviews like that where like you tell the people have like, like you said, never had to cook for themselves. Like, you know what it's like to grow up with a single mom. And it's like, oh yeah, right. you have an interview at this time. And like, I'll be here. And so you're living in the garage, you take a bus, you know, you wait 40 minutes for the next one and then, you know, another 30 minutes for the other one to get there walk into a building it's like oh yeah he's not here today or oh he went home earlier and it's like but and you realize oh that person genuinely like doesn't even think about me like that person like has literally had their life handed to them or like you know to the point where they don't even think about the people who are trying to come into a job and to live their life and that shit depresses me so i don't even like thinking about it but i feel like it's gonna get worse with exactly how you're talking about it where yeah and yeah where it sucks you have to too, figure cause... out how to put yourself on paper. Yeah, the the best you possibly can. And then digitally, and then at that, hope. it's not even on paper anymore. Like it's like I feel I feel worse for older individuals, bro, who like are in who don't have the credentials you do. Where it's like they legit have only ever done like jobs where, man. I guess what I'm trying to say is I could imagine someone who's been like a. Uh, a custodian their whole life who like maybe got laid off this year is now trying to like apply for a job and they're trying to use all the modern like application systems and it's like that person that's who i feel bad for in all this yeah yeah definitely but like like we said before like that's the guy that needs to reach out to somebody and say hey look man yeah and you have to be honest a lot and that's one thing that's one thing that you and i have in common is we're never going to we we don't take compliments well because we always think we suck and we're struggling and <laughs> trying to figure it out still right hey man i think it's that like shit. I, but the good thing about that is like i have i have 
no problem reaching out to people. Like when I first started this reselling game, I was DMing everybody. I was like, okay, I jumped into this thing head first, like I do everything, and I, I figured out I'll figure it out on the fly type shit. And you know, a lot of people were very well fucking helping me out, giving me advice, giving me tips. But you have to have you gotta put your pride to the side and just reach out, you know, and say, Hey, look, like I said before, like my son is like, you know, he's he's twelve years old, but he's he grew up with just computers and cell phones and everything. And he types like fucking eighty words a minute. Oh bro, yeah. I and he's imagine. like a cell phone fucking genius. So when I got my new iPhone, I was like, Hey bro, like help old man dad out. <laughs> now how do I fucking get I want all my favorite apps on the same homepage. I want this, I want that. And he's fucking he's setting it up for me. You know, so like you can learn from everyone, you know, and even like when the military, um, you know, brand new privates had a lot of fucking cool, you know, new education that they learned that they could teach us old fucking crusty NCOs how to do certain things. So I would always reach out to the young guys like, Hey, what's up with Twitter, man? Like, how do we, <laughs> how do we advertise our dying facility on this Twitter thing? Like, Oh, I got you, Sarge. We'll do this. We'll create a thing. We'll do this. We'll send daily menus, you, you know? So you got to reach out and that's how you learn shit. You I know agree. I mean? But that old fucking crusty janitor, is he going to do that? Like, okay. Dude, you know, how do- okay. So let's, let's get this a little more lighthearted because my whole thing with that crusty old janitor, bro, like, <laughs> Obviously, the theoretical person, but when yeah. I see that old crusty janitor, my initial thought is, man, I'm so depressed. Like, he, this guy looks miserable, clearly doesn't like this job. All these, you know, in a profession like that, you're definitely not appreciated. You're probably not paid enough to deal with what you have to deal with, especially if you're working in, like, a school facility with people younger than you than sh- that shit on the floor because they think it's funny, you know? And But then you also wonder, like, well, what also, like... <laughs> A lot of people that I feel bad for like that, Al, you know, I've I've worked many jobs, a lot of them low-end jobs, and whenever I hang out with people, because I'm not judgmental, 100%, like, I like anyone, I like people to be themselves, but something I try to tell people is, like, some people just shouldn't be themselves, <laughs> and I've met individuals who work those jobs, and you go over to their house, it's like, oh, yeah, man, come on, and you're just being nice, like, oh, yeah, I'll go over and it's literally like an episode of TLC Hoarders or something yeah. like that. And you're just like, yeah. oh, fuck, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, this is exactly what being nice gets you. This is exactly what, like, wishing and hoping for the best in people gets you. Like, And then I just get more depressed thinking, like, man, that person is actually, like, that person has all the red flags that they're going to die alone. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's just so weird to me. But man. but here but here's the thing about that though. So like yeah. it, it but maybe like it's an old school mentality, but like how I got my first job, I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I took the bus to this auto shop, right? This fucking mechanic, you know, they did bodywork, oil changes, all that kind of stupid shit. I just fucking walked in there. I was like, "Hey man, you guys need someone to just sweep up, fucking take out trash, wash fucking uniforms and oily rags." Like, I'm your guy. Could you could you hook me up? Can I get a job? I'm trying to scratch some money together. And the fucking old man was in there, and he's like, fuck, okay. Uh, when do you get out of school? And I was like, well, I get out of school at 3. My bus drops me off over there. I can walk right over here. And I said, and I can take a late bus home. And he's like, okay, well, from how about from 4 to 7, you sweep up, 
you fucking wash rags, you wash fucking uniforms, I'll give you 20 bucks a day. And I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. You know, so there, there's some of, the, I think some of that could still no, take place. Like, there I, definitely I think is. If, I think if there's you could just... walk into it, just walk into a place and say, hey, man, I was a school janitor for 20 years. I just got laid off. <laughs> like, do you guys need someone to fucking clean up? I agree. Here? I 100 You know, agree. and I would be like, hell yeah, dude. Fucking, I'll, you know, fill this, fill this application now. I got you. I think it's and you more... just gotta keep you just gotta keep knocking on doors. You just can't give up. You gotta be motivated because, like I said, the first fifteen places might tell you to get lost, but that sixteenth fucking place you walk into might. Oh hell yeah, I could use an extra oh. hand fucking cleaning shit. I get that. I think to me it's more like <clears throat> I like playing scenarios in my head. Like I'll see. It's like you said. But here's watching. the other thing: there, there's yeah. a thin line between, like you're saying, trying to be nice and then just and then being yourself up front. Because what I have a good friend, like. I've known this guy for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And every probably, you know, at least once a month, he calls me and he's like, hey, bro, I'm having a get-together at my house. I'm having a bonfire. Fucking, I want you to come out, man. Bring the family. I'm cooking on the grill. And I've never said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. And I said, bro, I love you. I said, but that's not my scene, man. I say, because me, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have some drinks. We're going to have fun. My wife's going to have to drive home. She's not going to have a good time. I'm not going to have a good time because she's fucking miserable. I said, I'm not going to go by myself because I'm going to want to drink and have fun and party. But I'm not going to drive and I'm not staying at your house because that's not my thing. I said, so so all my, so now I've, I've done this for so many years. My friends now know, like, if they want me to go out with them, they got to come pick me up and they got to drop me off. Okay. Like, that's the guideline. And yet shitty and whatever, but they're like, hey, man, we're going no. to Nashville. We're going to go fucking bar hopping. Come with us. I'm like, you got, they're like, well, you know, we got to pick his ass up and drop his ass off. But I'm always like, hey, I'll pay for all the gas. I'll buy all the drinks for the DD. Like my offer always stands to everybody. Dude, yeah. I'll I... pay. I'll pay for your gas. I'll buy all the drinks for the DD, but you got to pick me up and you got to drop me off. I'm very much that same exact type of person. And they know, so it's out there now. They know like, you know, Hey, I love all of you, man. I would fucking do anything for you. But if you want to hang out and party, this is my, this is me. My criteria. I am. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, it's just like, I think that's better than just, you know, well, okay, let's just be nice and go over there. We'll bring a fucking pound cake and pretend like we're having a good time. It's just not real to me. Yeah, it's It's not not real. You know what I mean? Yes, I had this exact conversation about an old, like, friend uh, I grew up with, with with their relative at that. It was pretty heartbreaking. But uh, they asked, they kind of, like, were hinting at why they don't hang out with that person that's their relative. And I just basically said, well, you know, the last interactions I had with him, it like it sucks because, you know, to to your friends that don't give a shit about anything, it's like to them, it's like, oh, well, he's mad because I didn't show up to the barbecue. It was like, bro, but you're forgetting that, like you said, you would do this. We had actual plans that we had coordinated. We you said that you were going to pitch in for this. And so I bought this to accommodate it, you know, like and then those people don't ever show up and you just have to like, you know, man, like, yeah, because that's better than, like... It's better you know, than, fuck. yeah, you fucking, like, tell me that, like, hey, man, I don't want to go, or hey, man, I'm not sure if I'm going to go, or hey, dude, I'm trying to get pussy that same day, so I'm just not going to... Sh-. You know, like, tell me that, 
before you fucking make me like buy a big ass bottle expecting you to, sh- you know, like. Yeah, exactly, and that's and I think that's important because I've it is. I've had so many experiences where like uh, like my wife threw me a surprise birthday one year, and uh, you know she invited one of one of my friends and he didn't come, and I I went to him the next day. I'm like, man, what's up, man? You missed a good party, and he's like, yeah, man, you know I didn't really want to. I said, well, why did you just say that shit, man? Yeah, hey, dude. Like, why, why, why would you tell my why would you tell my wife? Yeah, I'm coming. I'll bring this, and yeah, man, I'll bring this, and I'll be there. What time does it start? I said, why would you say all that shit? Just say fucking I can't make yeah, it. Yeah, just say you, you know, don't say I'm not coming. Just say I don't feel like, like happy it. Happy birthday, bro, but I'm not coming. Yeah, like, just say would, I'm cool. It's cool with me, man. Yes, dude. I don't understand why that's a big issue. I've actually had a podcast episode about this because there is a. <laughs> A fucking, yeah, dude, because uh, there was a commercial with, what's her name, like, M- Mindy Callen, the Indian actress lady. Do you know who I'm yeah, talking Yeah, 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 I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. So there's this, uh, a few years back at this, where I guess a couple years back, whatever, some, more than a year ago, she was doing commercials for a wine company, and, the prem- on, and they would come out on YouTube a lot, and the premise of the whole wine commercial was her, like, on the couch in her pajamas with a glass of wine talking to someone saying, like, oh, yeah, I'll be there, like... You know, kind of like, yeah, I'm about to take off. I'll show up to your party. But then she does kind of like, oh, hold on. Someone's knocking. Oh, what? It's my long lost sister? Hey, I can't go tonight because fucking this and that. And she hangs up and then she does her whole like, ha, huh, a night alone is worth it with whatever the fuck wine. So just lie to your homegirls because you're a fucking lying bitch and you can't be honest with your friends. That's just what women do. It's part of our culture. And she just tilts the wine glass off. And it's like, What? Like, is this literally a fucking commercial? Like, this is literally, wow. like, yeah. lie to your friends because it's okay and it's just a woman thing. And it's like, bro, I and that's, oh, man, I don't even, I've seen women talk to each other. And even my brother has told me, he's like, yeah, I went to this party and these two girls came up and they were talking to me and my homie. And then this other girl walked in and they were like, oh, she's such a fucking bitch just talking about how she looks like a horse. As soon as she passed by them, they were like, hey, what's up, girl? And it's like, wow, this is literally, like... I don't fucking, I won't ever get it, bro. And I try not to be sexist. I don't get it either. Because I know women who are also anti, like, that kind of fake friend shit. But, like, to see a whole company make a commercial where it's like, yeah, it just lie to your friends if you don't want to hang out. It's like, you can fucking tell them. If they are your fucking friends, they will be A-okay with it. Like, I fucking hate shit like that. It's yeah, early. and, and the, the the cool this is this is the thing, man. Like you know, I, I keep a small circle, right? I have yeah, a really yeah. small circle of of like really close friends, like hide the body type motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And the reason I love them so much, like my one boy, I told you about the motorcycle in the backpack. I've known him for fucking twenty years. We've been really close for twenty years. And then I have another buddy who's like my golfing buddy, and like he's kind of now my business partner. We've been, I've been doing like some consignment shit with him, but. Yeah, the reason I love these dudes so much is because they're the exact opposite of that. Because I showed up at the golf course the other day, so for my birthday, my wife bought me. My birthday is the day after Christmas, so fucking forty-three years old baby. I hate to cut you off, bro, uh, but can I run to the restroom real quick? I I could pause this whole recording session. Well, I keep telling my fucking story. No, but I want to hear it, bro. That's the thing. Unless right, you can say it in a condensed that's, version. How long are you going to be? Because I can go get some another beer. Let's 
pause this, go get another beer, because, uh, yeah, I may be a little bit. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, there's some fucking chilies, huh? That's what it is. Hey, right. bro, I, I feel, I'm not sure. It seems like a nice uh, warm beverage, but it might be some chilies. We'll see. Yeah, all right, man. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll let you know as soon as I'm back. But do your thing, bro. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get fucking canceled. <laughs> exactly. All right, miss. I'm recording now, so. All right. So this fucking, so this is the thing, right, with dudes, man. This is why I love my boys so much. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, So for my birthday, my wife got me uh, uh some new golf shoes, right, because my I, I love golf. I play golf at least once a week. I'm shitty at it, but I just love being out there because it's very, very good therapy, man. Because you're out there, you're just thinking about fucking hit crushing balls and talking <laughs> shit, and you don't worry about anything else. Yeah. So I got these fucking Air Jordan golf shoes, right? Like the cleanest shit ever. You know, I'm a huge Jordan fan. I love all Jordan shoes, but so I got these Jordan golf shoes. And I show up, and uh, my buddy's like, what the fuck is on your feet, man? Ooh, okay. I was like, man, I got them new Jordan golf shoes. He's like, man, those things look like shit. But, like, he's being honest. You know what I mean? He's not busting my ball. He's being honest. He's like, man, I would never wear them shits. And then we just go on about our game, you know? And that's why I love these fucking guys. Yeah, amen. They're not scared to just be like, I'm like, hey, what you think of my new chain? Because my daughter got me a, a, a new chain, and I fucking love it, so I'm rocking that chain now. Okay. And people are like, what what, what the fuck are you? Are you a fucking gangster now? Are you a fucking rapper? Are you going to make a record? Like, what what the fuck's up with this chain? That's I, awesome, I fucking, and they're, they're being serious. Like, it looks dumb as shit. And I love it, man. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm fucking rocking it, dude. Yeah, no, I don't dude, give a shit yeah. what you think. I fucking love it. And uh, so that's those are the people I surround myself with. Like, make sure, like, you know, don't be don't be that guy. It's like, oh yeah, that thing is dope, man. Yeah, like, I can't don't don't stand don't like feed that. me fucking bullshit, man. Be real with me. Like, show me who you are. Don't don't honest... hide behind. Don't try to make me feel good. Like, just fucking say what you feel, man. You know, yeah. be real with me. That, I think that's that's is important to me. The biggest like trait of people that because even like, what do you think of my chain? Oh, that thing's cool, man. Like, you know the fuck you don't think it's cool. I know yeah. you don't think it's cool. It's like, damn, bro, that piece is sick. Hey, can I hold? Can I touch you, bro? Yeah, like, yo, let me, yeah, let me fucking like, borrow it Saturday night. Let me like, act like I'm inspecting it out of intrigue. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, bro, get, stop touching my shit, dude. Let's play games, like. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's important to me, man. And and like you I, said, man, nothing it, it takes a lot to fucking dude, bother me. Yes, you know, bro. It takes a lot I, for me to like if I ever I've never ugh. never once in my life have I hit thumbs down on the video. Never once in my life have I sent like fucking, "Hey man, you're fuck you and your haircut." Like I've never been that kind of person. Yeah. Because everybody's got their own thing going on. It's like if I see somebody like just fucking doing their thing and living their life and just fucking going for it and dressing like a fucking hippie, like I'm, I love it, man, because they're comfortable with who they are. Yeah. And that's that's what's the most important thing in life is you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have to be self-aware. You have to know who you are as yeah, a person. Yeah, the self-awareness part, I think, is where... And fucking people are going to accept you or they're not. And who gives a shit either way, really? You know what I mean? 
as long as you're doing you and you're happy and you're following your fucking passion and you're doing what you love and you're in a good mood, who the fuck am I to like try to bring you down from that? You know, that's the thing, Amen. man. Like that's the fucking thing, bro. So mess, I actually have a few uh, questions here. Shit, actually. Oh, you want to talk about fucking cheesecakes, man? Oh, dude, we've actually been going <laughs> off. I fucking forgot about... Well, I didn't forget. I actually still remember. But uh, it was actually concerning Jordans, bro. Or not Jordans, Jordans actually. Go. It was concerning yeah. Nikes, not Jordans. My bad. It was concerning okay, Nikes. Nikes. Nikes are, in general. Are you familiar with uh, 1993 Nikes decades? 93 Nikes decades. Yes. I would have to see a picture of them, probably. Well, they are in... I actually have a whole podcast about this too, but I actually recently found out this fact about this particular shoe is just kind of, I guess, the fallout of this whole situation. But for the part, the 1993 decade is known as it was quickly discontinued after. Is are you familiar with the trope of a cult committing mass suicide? No. Um, Where they drink the poison the Kool Aid, yeah, and like yeah, it's portrayed yeah. in Family Guy. It's literally a trope in media at this point of like the suicide cult, where they all wear the sweat, the jumpsuits. Well, I got you. I got you. The so Heaven's the, Gate cult, right? Heaven's Gate, exactly. So yes, apparently, yes, yes. Um, if you look at all the images of the bodies that the media reported of Heaven's Gate, the Nikes, the shoes on their feet are Nike decades from 1993. Oh, they all had the same. They all they were that? bulk ordered just like their tracksuits. Yeah, and so as soon as Nike saw that, they discontinued those shoes. And so even on eBay, oh, those shoes shit. are like four grand, bro. And so I just wonder, I wonder if Ness Hall has heard of this. Fuck, man, you just you just schooled me, bro. Dude, that's what I'm talking. You about. know what's I crazy? Learn some shit. Let's learn some shit, man. That's that's awesome. But you know what's even crazier about Heaven's Gate, bro? Like, and it freaks me and everyone else that lives here in this area about. Because I I told you, like, I live in a region of America that's like predominant. We're all Mexican, bro. Like, our culture is 100% Mexican. Yo, yesterday, even like you just hear fucking chickens and fucking Mexican music, and you smell meat cooking. Like, it's literally like that here where i live well bro there's this house um in westlico which is like for a long time that was literally my town is so small for a long time westlico was our big city where they actually had a walmart like, if we needed anything modernized we would go to westlico well the thing is urban legend here where we come from is westlico their walmart has this house next to their gas station pumps and the house is boarded up it's covered by tall trees and people always said it was haunted. And you know how little kid urban legends always go around? Well, one day as I got older, I heard like, oh, well, those people are waiting for aliens. You know what it actually is? What that house 100% is and it's confirmed and verified? It is the remnants of Heaven's Gate. When they committed the mass suicide, they left two oh, people shit. behind. And that, I'm confident that is the house they reside in. Because not only is it confirmed that they live there, but in every, like, documentary I've seen about it, they say that they reply to the emails and that those two people have identified that they were left behind. And that in the next thousand years, that's when their soul, once Haley's Comet comes back, that's when they'll leave Earth from their vessels, their human vessels, their bodies. But it's crazy to think that that's, like, an internationally known event and that literally, like, right here in our own backyard of all us, like, little unknown Mexicans, like, that's where these people have been staying. Like, that's where this story, like, trails off to. Like, that's where it leads literally here to, like, 15, 20 minutes away from where I'm at right now. 
and like no one is the wiser to like look it up and be like oh that is like a registered like cult you know that's actually like documented in this 1998 newspaper that that is the place that they reside in but yeah i Dude, thought that's that was crazy interesting man. bro yeah because you know it's funny you bring that up because i just finished watching the uh the night stalker documentary have you seen that shit on netflix oh bro i get depressed with serial killer shit bro <laughs> like i but here's the but here's the crazy yeah, yeah. thing is like uh and i learned some shit because um, I always thought the sneakers were called avias, but they're avia. I guess the now. They're, they're, oh, oh, they're, you're they're talking called about shoes, avias, okay, okay. right? Yeah. And I always wonder because when when the avias came out, they they thought like the designer of the avia was like the next big thing. They were gonna overtake Nike. He was the guy. Avia was taking I'm, over the world. I'm not familiar with avia. Well, I always thought it was avia. They're they're more like I see them every now. It sounds and European, looking. but the fucking night stalker wore them shit uh, and he wore a version and the crazy thing is like only six pairs of those shoes were what? sold in the u.s and, and he, he had fucking one pair had them? Of them. <laughs> and he had one of them right how the, is that how they caught him so no so like the whole fucking every every episode of this show they keep going back to like this sh- this shoe print because there's only six people in the united states that own this shoes, shoe homie. so they're trying to fucking let's find a guy rocking these sneakers and he's our guy you know what i'm saying and only like, i think they said one pair was sold in los angeles and that's where the night stalker was so like obviously the night stalker is wearing this black version him? yeah they found him but they found him in a different way, like someone recognized him or some shit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which killer that was because I, I have so well, he was in, in, he was in like moment. L.A. and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with the Night Stalker. I'm just trying to like remember because you... but he wore the fucking Avia, this, this fucking particular sneaker, and I was like, well, maybe that's why fucking Avia never got big as it was supposed Dude, to be because the, yeah. the Night Stalker fucking wore them. <laughs> that fucking sucks, bro. That like <laughs> yeah. actually sucks to like be like a company that's going on the way like that and then some dumb shit happens but that was like their biggest their biggest lead on this guy was that shoe that fucking like, shoe every that's crazy. every murder scene had that shoe print somewhere it, it was from the like soul like the soul yeah imprint? the soul of the shoe oh my fucking like, god dude forensics blows my mind dude i promise you man yeah if it was some fucking dumbass cop from my hometown they'd just be like oh, it's just a shoe and they wouldn't even like <laughs> Yeah, they narrowed it down to this one exact style of shoe, and they knew that if they saw somebody rocking that sneaker, he was the killer the because killer. There was only oh, one pair sold in God. LA. <laughs> that is fucking like that's actually genuinely crazy. I'm trying to think of some other dumb shit like that. That I think there was some company associated to Columbine that was also taking off. That well, but speaking one- speaking of fucking shoes, man. So I gotta I gotta give a shout out because. I've been in search of like, um, so because I grew up in the Bay Area, I'm like a long time Cal Bears, Cal Berkeley fan. That's my favorite team of all time. Cal, what? And is that an MLB? Cal Bears, the California Golden Bears. They're in Berkeley, California. Is that an MLB team or? No, it's a college, fo- college football. Oh, okay. College, college, yeah. College. I, I'm not UC too familiar. Berkeley. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense, actually. I've heard of Berkeley, obviously. Berkeley Bears, I guess. So Berkeley is, you know, we're not very good year to year basketball or football but um i've been a lifelong fan since i was like eight years old it's been my team okay but but cal 
Cal and Jordan brand. So Jordan sponsored Cal for a while, but I think they're they're with Under Armour now. Okay. But Jordan sponsored Cal's basketball team for a couple years, and they finally released the fucking Cal Jordan. Oh right? shit! It, yeah, it yeah, said yeah. it said Golden Bears on it. It has the fucking Cal. It's got the Golden Jump Man. All they're like the fucking sweetest shit ever. So I've been in search of these fucking shoes for like five years, man. Because I wear a size 12, and like no God one damn. has them. No one's fucking selling them. No one fucking. They're just the, impossible to find. And I finally fucking ran across the pair, and I like fucking scooped them up immediately, and they got delivered. So I finally, your boy finally got his cow. Golden Bear Jordans fucking. So I'm super so fucking. Have stoked. you put them on at all? Or is that. Yeah, like... I wear them. I wear my shit, man. I don't. Shit. There's a couple pairs that like I locked away for safekeeping, you know, just because I know the value of them. But those are ones I, I rock them shits, man. Cause that's I've been fucking awesome, bro. So that's like the wonder, yeah. the wonder bread jacket. Yeah. I wore them yesterday. Actually, I was out thrifting yesterday. I was rocking them. But nice. Rare, man. The fucking rare shit. Yeah. Like, I've I'm never even thing. heard of those, but I know like those, a uh, licensed limit or not. I guess when you license something like that, it's inevitable that the contract's going to run up. So I, I'm already familiar with some collector's items, like where it's like, Oh yeah, this is the official, like one of them that actually blows my mind that I saw recently. I, this is more, I guess, nerdy geek shit. But McDonald's actually made a few uh, Nintendo DSs that were for training specifically, and they actually had a whole game unit that was like an employee training cartridge. And for like over ten years, that was apparently a lost piece of media that like no one had copies of at all. And I saw this whole like YouTuber documentary on how he got his hands on it, and it's fucking crazy. The length, like. It's crazy to think that some of these things are so valuable, but at some given point, like, someone could have literally thrown a box away full of this shit, just like, oh, it's company bullshit that needs to be thrown away. And then it becomes fucking thousands of dollars, like, later on if someone just so happens to keep it. Like, that always blows my mind. Because literally, imagine how many people that went to college there and got, like, Jordan-issued shit and then, like, stained it or, like, you know, washed it too many times and it just became you know of no value like i like yeah, to think of shit like that it's fucking crazy man because like i had a pair of uh because i live in tennessee i, I come across a lot of university of tennessee you know memphis grizzlies yeah, like yeah, tennessee yeah. titans shit i came across a pair of uh team issued adidas university oh, of tennessee shit. fucking basketball shoes right yeah and i think adidas ended their contract with the University of Tennessee in like 2014 or something, 2009, somewhere in there. So like you're never going to find them again. Yes, bro. Unless you got like this four year span where Adidas sponsored the team. So like all that shit from that four year span is either the players kept it, they gave it to family members, they donated it, they threw it away. But that, that's, it's a four-year period only. Yeah, it's a limited a jersey release, or shoes or something that has Adidas on it. And I got a pair of the fucking shoes, man, and I already sold them on eBay. Nice. But they weren't really like, they weren't really fucking sought after. But it's so. I mean, that I think, shit. I love that shit. Yeah, I think getting anything limited release to me is like super. 
<laughs> it may be like a weird mental tick with me, but like I, I'm super fascinated by limited release anything. Like I'm not a huge collector, but like it, if it's some weird branding, like I, I'm fascinated by marbles. And so when I look up antique marbles that are like branded with like weird shit, I'm like, there's a lot of fakes of those because I've looked it up. But when you see like, I'm just fascinated by oh, limited are you, release are you shit. A, are you a fucking marble guy? Dude, I, I actually used to be because, yeah, somewhat. So I know my Dude, shit. Dude, I have, I have a sack of marbles. Oh, that tell me. When, when my dad, my dad died when I was 14. Okay. And. Um, Sorry to hear when that. He, when he died, my stepmother, she gave me kind of like this, like tough box full of his shit that oh. like she wanted me to have that belonged to him. And in this fucking tough box was like this big sack of marbles that he had since, since like the fucking sixties. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course I probably will never sell them because it's kind of like a family sentimental. Yeah, for sure. But I always wondered, like, what are these fucking marbles worth? Because they're like, shit, you know, what, 60 years old now? I, I Whenever fucking marbles came out? It's a very niche market, I will say that. And I think the ones that usually go for a high amount are the ones that are um, handmade from, like, a reputable, like, glass blower, Where they'll, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But the thing about it is a lot of those antique marbles were made in very similar processes, is which what makes them valuable or valuable to collectors is just the fact that I, as anything niche market like that it's like good luck finding someone who's willing who knows what it is and is willing to buy it you know it's more like yeah. a hobby kind of thing like a lot of the antique marbles i have it's because um you know uh my great grandmother Wella marciana she was like a business lady and apparently if it's kind of sad when you like hear about like how shit worked back then because apparently she was stupid smart but my great-grandfather, fucking Victor, was very, uh, he didn't want a woman to surpass him. So she, he allowed her to keep this grocery store near, like, literally on the same lot that I grew up on. And so a few years back, I remember, like, my aunts and my grandfather telling me that there were basically a bunch of kids, I guess, back in the day, Marbles was, like, their fucking Facebook and, you know, their Fortnite. So there was basically, they said, like, there's probably a shit ton of Marbles in this whole area, and so after any time it would rain, sure enough, I'd go out to the driveway, which was full of rocks, like kind of like paved with rocks. And sure enough, bro, you would find like shining pieces of glass. And if you would just rub them enough, you'd realize, oh, it's a fucking orb. It's a fucking marble. And so I have like a pretty good amount of like marbles that you could tell just by looking at them are like handmade and like blown and stuff. It's pretty cool. But that's... Yeah. I know that it's not a valuable thing and it's more just me interested in like, you know, seeing the relics of a time past. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is like, I, cause you know, in my adventures and in, in thrifting and sourcing and going through a bunch of shit, I'll find things that are fucking super old, man, but they're not worth shit. Man. Yes. I, that's been the hardest. To and it's crazy. Like I, I'll find something that was, you know, manufactured in fucking 1962 and i'll look it up and it's like okay they're selling for like 12 bucks yes <laughs> like, dude. Fuck, dude like how's that possible i i i understand it in a way like <laughs> i hate telling this story because you know my grand r.i.p grandpa if you're hearing i know you're hearing this he didn't near the end of his life he didn't like me because he was definitely like the more stubborn mule and i guess he always thought that i was this is a perfect example bro 
But basically, he had a collection of wheat pennies. You know what wheat pennies are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I guess his whole thing was he was also new to the internet and, like, Facebook and, like, you know, just scrolling through shit. So I guess he would always see those, like, those ads that only an old person would fall for where it's like, these pennies, like, are worth $2 million. Find out what you have now in your pocket. Or, like, this lady made it rich from her pocket change, you know, like, and it's like an article, of you know. And yep. even statistically, you have a better chance of winning the lottery than ever making profit from fucking collecting wheat pennies. But my grandfather didn't understand that. And so he went to a point in his life where he was collecting just about any single wheat penny that he had. And he asked me one day to like help him sell them. And I was unfamiliar with this market. So I did research and stuff and found out, oh, well, the valuable pennies are the ones with the errors. You know, every other wheat penny is more valuable because of its weight in copper, yada, yada. And I'm looking at the resale value of a lot of the pennies he has, and they're literally, like, fucking three, five cents to where it's, like, no one's going to buy these fucking pennies because they're just... Even though they have an interest value of 500%, that's still one penny. That's still fucking five cents. And so I'm trying (laughs) to tell my grandfather, like, grandpa, like, you know... The pennies that are actually valuable are ones with errors, which are incredibly rare. And even then, like the only pennies, I've only found five with errors and the most expensive one costs $12. At that, good luck finding anyone in our region that's going to spend that much for a fucking penny, you know? And he literally like gives me this look like kind of like, and it, it breaks my heart thinking about it. But he gives me this look kind of like, this is my young grandson trying to take advantage of me in my last years. And he's like, you know what, Rene? I know what I have. And he just, like, gets in his walker and walks away and takes it. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, it was so, like, shitty. But, yeah, my grandfather, I think, never saw me the same way again after that. <laughs> and I think it was just because I, like, educated him on wheat pennies and kind of told him that they were basically probably worth more in pennies than they were him trying to sell them. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Trying to get people to understand. Yeah, that that's the thing weird. is is um you know, I've learned I've learned a lot doing this this resale game with shit and but but the thing is if you find the right guy, you know, you find the right collector. Um I did this in my in my last video I was talking about uh in reference to golfing again. Mm-hmm. You ever play golf before? Dude, I have tried and I am terrible. <laughs> so. Okay, but you rec- you you know like some guys have those little socks or covers they put on their clubs. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. The club covers. Yeah. So I had uh, my buddy that I golf with. Uh, he dropped off this this cover. It's just a cover now okay. that you put on your putter. The putter cover. All right. But there's this guy. His name, his name is Scotty Cameron. Uh, he got real big because Tiger Woods used his putters when he was winning all the majors back in the day. So Scotty okay. Cameron became like this huge household name. He like hand makes everything. And along with the putters, he always makes these special covers that go with them. And then he always releases like these special edition ones. Like, you know, he'll, he'll have one that has candy canes on it for Christmas or pumpkins for Halloween or fucking whatever. That sounds awesome. So he has he had this one uh, Scotty Cameron putter cover, and it was worth fucking three hundred dollars. Now this is just the fucking little sock that you put on your club. 
And sure as shit, I posted it on eBay for 300 bucks, and it fucking sold, man. For a fucking so it, club. For cover. the cover. Just the cover. Just the little sock Dude, that goes on your club. Golf fans is like the demographic. I Yeah, anyway, go on. Right. And then if you look at like some of his actual putters that he makes, you know, they, some, some of them go sell for about 1200 bucks, you know. And w- when you start seeing things, and this goes in any realm, like fucking, uh, I just sold a, a Transformer from 1984. Oh, that's big right now. That's the next right? big thing, I feel. So so his arms were missing. One of the brackets was broken. Like, it barely transformed anymore. And it still went for 20 bucks. You know, and I, I think I bought it for 99 cents or something. But it just shows, like, people love nostalgic things man like it doesn't matter like even me like my you know i'm a fucking huge horror movie fan like horror movies are my my life jason chucky freddy chainsaw math is my fucking life so when i got my hands on the supreme release fucking chucky doll you know like i spent i think it cost me like 150 bucks for it but i mean the resale value is like up in like almost 300 now but i'm never gonna sell it i just want it and it's on my shelf like i'm looking at it right now it's in my office on a shelf like sorry you people could, uh, like me there, with their certain what niches what are you talking about my bad a horror oh film? the the supreme you know the brand supreme right yeah oh the chucky doll is that what you're talking about the chucky doll i yeah, saw so that I bro able, i was able to get one at retail price like they sold licensed? out in like yeah, they sold out in twenty seconds online. Bro, and I, I was th- one of the. I legit huh? thought that was a Chucky doll that you put a Supreme band on or something, or like I didn't realize that was no, like an I actual licensed Look, item. This is the fucking weird thing. So I have I have the life size Chucky doll, like Hot Topic puts out during Halloween type. Yeah, shit. yeah, I've seen those. And I have a Supreme headband, and I just put the Supreme headband on him, and then fucking fast forward. Fucking six months later, like Supreme actually releases one. That's fucking that crazy, weird. bro. That's kind of weird to me. That's a, But no, bro. it was actually Supreme Chucky doll. So he has like the Supreme overalls on and shit. That's fucking but, cool. But like I had to fucking have it. Like if I if I wasn't able to get one for retail price, I was going to pay By, yeah. the resale price. Like I just I had to have that. it. I didn't care. I didn't care if it was 300 bucks. I was going to buy it. You Dude, know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I think something that's making me kick myself in the ass right now is a bunch of basses that I know, um, like bass guitars that I know that yes. electronics are not good. They don't play that well, but obviously if you tweak them up, you could make them like pretty badass. and they're not bad basses to begin with, but Epiphone is a company that would make these core. And I used to have a few and a lot of them were literally retail $300 back in like 2006, 2008. And then they were so not sought after that I would see them for like $150 with like $20 shipping. I never got them. And I look them up now. Some of them are straight up like $2,000 just because they're like rare, obscure shapes from like they're like a Gibson Les Paul, which is a popular guitar. If it's like an Epiphone Gibson Les Paul bass or something. Like, that alone is already, like, fucking in the thousand mark when that was, like, a $150 base, like, five years ago. And shit yeah, like that that's, freaks me out, that's bro. Just like the, uh, that's just like the Nike Dunks, man. The Nike Dunks used to sit on the shelf back in the day. Like, no one fucking wanted the Nike Dunks. 
And now it's like the hottest shoe on the market right now. Dude, you I know, think so. Champion is the other company that freaked me out with that. And that's because like Champion's older than me where apparently they've had like multiple like comebacks and like Yeah, multiple backwards. resurrections, man. Yeah, dude. Like I, I hear old people talk about like bro champions like yo, that was like I remember being a kid and like that was a popular brand, like on par with Adidas and even Reebok was up there back in the day with them. But like obviously like fucking in the past like 10 years fucking champion was like the walmart brand and then sure enough like four years ago you'd see kids with like all over print champion sweaters and it's like what the fuck just happened like yep yeah man it, brands make comebacks it, it is it's you know it's it goes along with like history man certain trends come back and yeah it's so weird dude i specifically you know, think... like flannel shirts like flannel shirts were fucking sold out in the early 90s and like flannel shirts made a comeback you know yeah. it's just it, trends just repeat themselves i guess I don't yeah know. i legit have like some like very um out there flamboyant sweaters from like the early 2010s that i would even tell myself in like 15 20 years this is going to be called vintage and so i just keep them just off that and even right. if they don't, yeah. they're not worth anything right now i know in like 30 years and be like, what? That's like an electric purple with like a lime green outline under armor hoodie. Like, and it's like, yeah, man. But anyway, uh, fucking, we've been going on for an hour and a half, so I want to continue God just a little bit long. Already. I know, right? But I just want to ask you one more fucking uh, crazy topic here before we touch off. Let's uh, get it. <clears throat> do you have any ghost stories, bro? Any spooky ghost stories? Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have a fucking, I do, I have a story. So, do you believe in ghosts first off before you... I do. Okay. I, I do, and this is why. Fuck yes. Perfect. All right. I'm all... I'm all, all right. So, here it is. So, like I said, my dad died when I was 14. Okay. And even to this day, um, like I said, my mom and dad divorced when I was four years old, I believe. I think I was four years old when they got divorced. And he was a biker, partier, hell's angel, fucking... That was his lifestyle. Um, and unfortunately when they divorced, I didn't see him for almost eight years. And then when I finally reconnected with him, you know, we hung out a little bit on the weekends or whatever. And then two years after that, when I was 14, uh, I got a call, he got remarried and my, and my stepmom kind of kept me updated on what was going on, but she called me, um, this is back when you had the house phone, man. You didn't have cell phones back then. Yeah, <laughs> but the house yeah. phone, the, the house, house phone, phone fucking rang, dude. And my mom answered it, and she said, "Hey, it's for you." And she's like, "Hey, I have bad news. Your dad's got cancer, and it's very late stage. He could be gone any minute." And I was like, "Fuck, okay." And I'm 14 years old. I'm yeah, a freshman yeah. in high school, and so. uh my mom, you know, takes me over to his house and I spend like pretty much my last weekend with him. And we just talked a lot. We went out to eat a couple times and then I came back home and then I got a phone call a week later. He was gone. He was, he, he died. And it was almost like he was waiting to see me one last time. And he was, he looked okay. I mean, he was, you know, he yeah. had him all skinny and shit. But, I mean, he drove me to the restaurant. We hung out. You know, we talked. He was walking around and shit. And then 
fucking no shit a week later after I left him he was he was gone so it, it's been like an empty space in my life forever like I never got to really know who my dad was all I know is just stories my mom tells me and stories I still talk to my stepmom to this day that's awesome Story she tells you know stories she tells me so here we are it's it's high school fast forward we're, we're seniors in high school and, you know, we're going out with a bang, we fucking had prom, everything's good to go. And we're having like a fucking party at my boy's house and we're hanging out and everyone's getting laid and it's fucking great. And we're all going off to college and all this shit. And so my boy breaks out this fucking Ouija board. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, man, I got this fucking Ouija board. Who wants to get down? And, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, man, I've never felt a Ouija board. I'll, I'll get down with you. So it's it's me, my boy, uh, another dude, and like some chick, you know, that just jumps in on it with us. So it's four of us playing, and so uh, they're like, "Hey, who should we try to fucking talk to?" And I said, "Well, let's fucking try to talk to my dad, man, because that's some balls, bro. <laughs> my hell's angel party biker fucking dad. If he was ever going to try to talk to me, he would use a fucking Ouija board. Yeah, right? sounds in the <laughs> sounds in the demographic." <laughs> so, so I said, okay, look, and, and no shit. Like I'm not drunk. Um, I hadn't been drinking at all cause I was trying to hook up with this chick. So I was trying to stay fucking sober and be cool and shit. But we're, uh, so we're, we're doing the thing. All four, all four of us have our hands on the thing. Now, even though my boy is with me, he doesn't know anything about my dad because I didn't really talk about him that much. Cause I don't really fucking know about him. Yeah. Yeah. About him. But I knew specific things that that no one else would know that was playing with us. So I said a couple things. I said, okay, Dad, this is me. I'm trying to fucking contact you if you're out there, you know, yada, yada. And so I said, what's your first name? And my dad's nickname was Angel. Everyone called him Angel. That was his name. But that's not his real name. So only I knew his fucking real name. No one else would know his real name but me, my mom, and my stepmom. The only ones that knew his fucking real name, right? And so it spells it out, his real name. It spells it out. I'm like, okay, that's fucking creepy. But then I'm like, okay, well, I know how this shit works. Psychologically, I know the answer, so I'm probably helping guide the fucking thing around, right? So then I ask it another question. I'm like, what's my stepmom's name? And it fucking, it goes around, it spells out my stepmom's name. And then I asked it, I asked it some shit that only me and my mom know the answer to. Like, what was the name of our dog when we were, when me, you, and my mom were all together? I was four years old. We had this dog. And it was my dad's fucking best fucking thing. It was a white German shepherd and his name was fucking uh, Scooby. I said, what was the dog's name when we were all together, me, you, and my mom? You were still married. I was fucking four years old. We had a white German Shepherd. What was the dog's name? And I took my hands off the shit. Like, I took my fucking hands completely off the thing. And it spelled out Scooby. Now, maybe fucking lucky guess, but come on, bro. 
Did you know any, what I'm saying? Yeah, did anyone else have their hands on it or did it like move on its No, own? my boy, my boy, this other dude and this chick, them three had their hands on it. I took my hands off the shit. How did they react when like they, they got it right? And it spelled out fucking Scooby. And I was like, what the fuck? That's, that is pretty weird. And then it kept going and it said, I love you, son. And I was like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, it freaked me the fuck out, bro. <laughs> I've always been, like, I've always wondered, like, when people, And I like... thought, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, what the fuck? And I'm still not convinced, but I'm freaked out, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. And then my boy's like, hey, you know, Jason's dad, if you're still here... Like, where are, are you in the room? It spells out yes. And it says, where are you? And it says, behind Jason's right shoulder. And I'm like, what the fuck? Stop, man. Put the shit away. I'm fucking <laughs> out, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not even touching the fucking thing anymore. And it's just like fucking, it, it nails the name of our family dog when I was four years old. Like, that is come fucking on, bro. weird, bro. That, I definitely feel like there's some... So that 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 convinced me. Like I really believe I was talking to my dad that night. I really believe he was there. And then my mom, my mom has all kinds of fucking stories about ghosts and shit, man. And it it's real. It seems fucking true to me. Yeah, dude. You know? I definitely i I hear where you're coming from. I've always. I think when people lose me or when they talk about like, oh, and the aura and the energy and then I'm so gifted, I could see it's like, bitch, shut off. Like, no, you can't. Like, if, if you could see ghosts, there'd be a fucking job for it already. You'd have a LinkedIn profile for it. Like, it's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I've definitely, I, I do believe that there is some kind of consciousness we don't understand that doesn't exactly come from, you know, our bodies and out of body shit. I don't know. But. I wish I had a ghost story like that. I'm always fascinated. Well, yeah, that 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 fucking uh, and it was weird because I was I was at an antique store a couple weeks ago and one of the antique dealers was selling a Ouija board and like I got the fucking chills, man, yeah. like the chills, like I couldn't, like it wasn't cold in that motherfucker, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting the chills just looking at it, so it's like a reminder, like yeah, bitch, I'm still watching you. You know nice. what I mean? It was yeah. like, I, uh, so, and I know like Ouija boards, you know, I'm not trying to fucking, you know, some people think it's the devil and all this other shit, but mm. I think if, if my dad was waiting for me to just say, Hey, show me a sign that you're there. He's like, well, fuck it. Guess we got to use this Ouija board. I guess board. we got to use fucking the devil instrument. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. the only thing available right now. Yeah, dude. I, use it. I get I, I think, like, once humans apply their own, like, I something I hear a bunch of Mexicans say, we're like, oh, like, if it, they... Mexicans have a fascination with Christianity variations and well, stuff. Well, you like, guys have the... What's the, the Day of the Dead? Uh, and yeah, all that shit, right? Well, yeah, but get this, bro. Here's what I mean. It is a perfect example of what I mean by, like, we're fascinated by, like, Christianity. Like, everyone in my region, we don't celebrate. The, we literally live right next to Mexico, but we don't celebrate that shit because we're all Catholic. You know what I mean? Like, we're all yeah, Roman Catholic. Where that shit is, like, demonized. I mean, you have a few that, like, maybe, like, follow a few of the traditions, but, like, we don't parade in the street or nothing like that. We're Catholic, bro. And, so um, do you got? Do you ever have? Do you ever have like the the inclination to go spend the night in that fucking house, man? That you were talking about? 
Uh, well, the thing is, like, about that house is, like, it's not haunted. It's literally inhabited by the people who are sending the emails for heaven. At least that's my assumption. So as much as I oh. love, like, it's not like an abandoned house. It's like an actual, it's literally a property that's on the property of a Walmart. And apparently Walmart hasn't been able to buy them out because they do believe that that is their, pl that they believe that that's where they're going to transcend out of this world. You know what I mean? Like it's a will. I still think I still think that'd be a cool place to spend the night. <laughs> yeah, dude. One absolute. I've heard people. That's the thing is like you grow up hearing about people was like, oh yeah, I've seen them in the middle of the night. Like because Walmart used to be twenty four hours before the fucking pandemic, and so you'd hear people like, oh yeah, I would see them there. And white people are kind of they're rare here. Like I said, everyone here is Mexican. So when you see white people, they usually stick out. Like it's not because like oh shit, it's a white person. Though it's more like because everyone's Mexican. It's like a white person were to stick out in a black school it's the exact same thing here and so when, right, yeah. like you realize like oh those are the people like i forgot who told me but they've spoken to them and they're, apparently they're polite it's just that they're weirdos that literally live in a cult house and i think it just might be two or three of them they're probably Damn. old too. Yeah, they're probably like older than you i would love you need to try to get them on your podcast dude i would podcast, love bro. to bro just because <laughs> it's like such a unknown thing and it's literally like right there like literally fucking driving distance from dude me. i think i think you need to that would be a hell of a fucking story to tell though man hell of a story to contact you, get, you get a perspective from somebody that like no one understands like yeah give them a voice you know I, what I, mean? I might i might shoot him an email apparently like i said apparently they do respond so we'll see what's up with that bro <laughs> Uh, this dude, weekend, that would be fucking tight, dude. Uh, that would be. So it'd be tight. creepy though. That'd feel so fucking. Yeah, weird. you'd be fucking. I'd you know, weird, bro. <laughs> but I think that would be so fucking sweet because it, it's interesting. Like we've been talking about this whole podcast. Just, I love hearing about different walks of life, different cultures, different yeah, beliefs. Like what? What made you get into this? Why do you believe this? Like, Precisely. Educate us, I wouldn't us want to be rude at all. Like I would actually want to know. Like because dude, that cult. Is, oh man, I don't even want to get into it right now because like you know we're already getting near the two hour mark. But like that cult is actually very interesting because I didn't even realize they were basically a commune of homeless people, and they had convinced enough smart people who knew how to create websites in the '90s when the dot com boom was barely starting up. So apparently yeah. they got all their money from fabricating websites from like public libraries and like companies like going out. Hey, you don't have a website. It's a new thing. Like we could make one for you. Then they'd get money from that. And so apparently that mansion that they committed suicide in was literally like $70,000 a month for rent alone. But they all just made websites and that was where they got money from. So whoever Damn. that person is in that place, they probably still know how to use computers and probably are still on like a 1990 server or something. And that's weird because I don't know what it is, but something about like we we're talking like serial killers and, and all that weird shit. Like people love it, man. Like like I said, I watched the Night Stalker on Netflix. It's like yeah. top ten on Netflix. You know, people are just enchanted by this shit, man. It's weird. I'm, I'm, and they're talking about how that. uh the Night Stalker when they finally caught him and he was in prison. Like he used to get fucking naked pictures sent Dude, to him. That's to when I'm like, out, yeah, that's when I'm like, nah. Like, I understand the fascination with like terrible stuff, but I think once you're already like, I've seen it so many times when, and I know it's like I I'm not PC. I trust me, like, I don't consider myself at that at all. 
But whenever, like, I think the serial killer stuff, like, I've seen people like, oh, I'm making a hot sauce name after fucking Ted Bundy. It's like, yeah, bro, like, that guy, and I, I even say it to, so they can get the perspective, like, yeah, bro, like, that guy really knew how to rape and murder a bitch, like, he did it better than it, like, kind of talk about them like sports stars, because it's like, it's cool to be fascinated by these people, but, like, once you start, like, putting them on pillars and stuff, like, that's kind of, like, that's when I'm, like, you're psycho, bro, like, that's a fucking Yeah, it's fucking weird, I don't yeah. understand. I, I just, I think it's a, for me, it's more of like, you know, I, I love watching how they fucking broke it down and yeah. how they caught that motherfucker. It's interesting like, stuff. That's, that's my fascination. It's just like in my culture, like you see a bunch of these goth <laughs> bitches that are all like, save the children. I was sexually assaulted as a child, but then their next post is like, OMG, I love serial killers. And it's like, bitch, like, which side are you fucking yeah. on? Like, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, more my you. issue with serial killer and the fascination with like people with that shit. But yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah. But hey, um, uh, what well, we got two hours already, huh? Yeah, like one forty-five, bro. So fucking. Uh, I hey, I, I'll give you, I'll give you a a, a, a hot tip real quick. Well, yeah, bro. We talked about cheesecakes earlier, so yeah. here's the key. Here's the key to a yes. good cheesecake. Lay man. it on me. So number one, now whatever recipe you go with. Now I've created my own recipe. It's a secret recipe. Right, There's only man. two people. There's only two people on this earth that have my recipe. Yeah, well, I have I my created. own recipes too, man. So we're good, bro. Okay, good, good <laughs> shit. So here's the thing. Um, I created my own recipe. It's it's and everyone that's ever had one of my cheesecakes said this is nothing like any other cheesecake I've ever had. It's better. I'm like, it, it would took a long time for me to create this shit. But I don't know if you're familiar with the band Seven Dust. A little all. bit, a little bit. Okay, well, <clears throat> so here's the crazy thing. So my dad's nickname was Angel. Everyone called him Angel. Oh. And Seven Dust has a song called Angel's Son. Okay. And I'm Angel's son, right? So yeah. the weirdest thing ever is my wife's best friend is married to the lead singer of Seven Dust. The black gentleman? The black gentleman. His name is Lejean Witherspoon. That's fucking, what so, a small world. <laughs> yeah, so me and Lejean are homies. I know him. I've stayed the night at his house. We've partied together. He's one of my, he's a good friend of mine, yeah. Lejean Witherspoon. He's the only other person on this earth. That, that knows the cheesecake, cheesecake recipe. recipe. <laughs> God damn. That's some actual metal lore. Like, I have friends because, that are metalheads that I've got to Because he's like with. a culinary, he's a culinary connoisseur. He, he loves to cook. He sends me fucking shit of stuff he cooks he's like hey chef what's up with this how what do you think and i i figured because i love him so much and he's inspired so many people over the years like he he was deserving of my recipe so he's the only other person that has it and is it a seven dust reference no like the recipe name oh. no so anyway so here's the here's the key this is how this is how with my secret ingredients and it doesn't matter what recipe you use. You could pull it offline. If you have your own, that's fine. Yeah. But the, the key is all the ingredients have to be at the same temperature when you start. Mm. Room temperature. Yeah, all of yeah, them. Yeah. So the eggs, the cream, cream cheese, cheese. E- everything has got to be at room temperature. And then as you're mixing everything together, it's a 
very key process. You only want to mix it long enough until it's mixed because a lot of people over mix. They put too much air into it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. yeah, yeah. I hear where you're going. So, and then the eggs go in last. If you have a kitchen made, it's a lot easier, which I have a kitchen made. But I whip my eggs in last, and it's just maybe five rotations on the kitchen made. It's incorporated. And if you want to prevent cracking, which a lot of people have a problem with cracking on their cheesecakes, add add a teaspoon of cornstarch to it. That will help with the cracking. And then when you put your cheesecake in the oven, make sure that it is in a pan under a sheet pan. And then you want to put water in the sheet pan and make sure that whatever pan you have your cheesecake mix in, at least halfway up is covered in water. So it prevents burning on your crust. And then what I do is I bake mine for 50 minutes and then I turn the oven off. And then I crack the oven door open for another 10 minutes. And then I let it cool at room temperature for two hours. And then I put it in the refrigerator. And don't eat it until the next day. That's the hardest part, bro. Yeah. So that's kind of my process so every You said time. 15 minutes for the initial cook time or 50? 50, five zero, 50 minutes. Understood. And that's sir. for a standard nine inch pie pan. Um, if you're using like a, you know, one of those fucking spring pans or whatever. And, but for a standard nine inch pie pan, I go 50 minutes. I turn the oven off and then I let it Crack sit in the oven open. with the door cracked another 10 minutes and it'll be perfect every time. Bro, just from hearing that, that sounds like some dense-ass cheesecake. And, you know, my issue with my gripe with cheesecake is, yeah, they're too airy, bro. I want yeah, some. if it's too – because you're over-mixing. That's the – with I me, I cream I, – like, you can cream the fuck out of the cream cheese and the sugar. You can cream the fuck out of it. You can beat it as much as you want to. But once you start adding everything else, it's just mix only until incorporated. Don't overmix. You can't overmix because too much air will be into it. But the saving grace, if you do, you know, over aerate it, if you put too much air into it, is that one teaspoon of cornstarch will kind of help settle it down and bind it together to prevent it from cracking a little bit. Cornstarch is a godsend ingredient, in my opinion. Yeah. So there it is, man. My Fuck. secret to good cheesecake. Yeah. There it is. I laid it out. I won't tell you what I put in mine, but if you can use that method uh, alone, I think anyone who Madagascar knows how to vanilla bean seeds, it's it oh, takes bro. it to another level. I have a famous. But you're gonna pay like I, I did a post on my Instagram. Like <laughs> it's 16 bucks for like two of them. But yeah, like, for sure. You can afford it. Use fucking vanilla beans if you can afford it. Dude, I have a pickup line involving vanilla beans that like works every time. Oh, I mean, hear it, man. No, bro, I don't want to. Uh, it, it's pretty vulgar, but it's like once you're already, you know, like dirty talking the girl, and then it's like, oh, I'm pretty vanilla, but I'm vanilla bean, you know, it's something along those lines. Oh, <laughs> but like if it's a girl baker, bro, she fucking like they go nuts for it, homie. Anyway, Massall, you have any last words, bro? Any not last words, but any l- final thoughts to say before we end the podcast? Um, I just think um, we need more. We we need more 
human connectivity, man. I think oh, for sure. there's too much, um, too many stereotypes, too many uh, judgmental things going on before you really get to know a person. Um, the military really taught me that everyone has something to give. You should always listen, spend more time listening than you do talking. Um, experience is everything. Trial and error is everything. And failure is part of the process. If you're failing at it, that means you're trying. And after failure, you learn lessons, which gives you experience. And as I said, experience is everything. Uh, it took me a long time to figure things out. I think in most cases, it took me longer to learn and figure things out than most people. But in the end, I still figured it out. Hell yeah. I think the important thing is that you don't stop trying. I think so long you're taking a step forward, even if it's one step. And every now and again, you got to take two steps back. So long you're taking that step forward every day. That's what I try to keep in mind and tell people. It's like, don't be the person that's not moving forward. Because you can always do at least that. Right. And I saw a quote the other day. It said, limited progress is still progress. Yeah. So, amen. Amen. Dude, I'll never, sh I'll never, I'll only shit on people and talk shit about people when they stop trying. Even then, I'm just busting your balls. At the end of the day, I want to see everyone thrive. That, that, <laughs> I, I try to tell everyone that, like, yeah, I'm an asshole. You can call me this. You can pull up shit I've said and put in videos. But at the end of the day, I don't, I wish everyone well, bro. And, uh, yeah, I, yes, I feel, and laughter, understand laughter is key. Make sure you're getting your fucking five laughs in, like Cat yes. Williams say. Get your five good fucking laughs in every single day, and you will be okay, man. And don't be so hard on yourself. Shit, man. Don't be so fucking hard on yourself. Indeed. And everyone take that fucking... Yeah, digest that, everyone. I'm going I'm to have to do that, too. Mess, it's been a fucking great time, homie. Fucking... I appreciate you coming on, dude. This is our second time trying this out, and I'm pretty sure this one will fucking be put up, bro. So Yeah, I appreciate you, man. And, and uh, you want to plug you. your shit real quick, your YouTube or anything before I end the recording? Yeah, Mess Hall Digs on YouTube, man. If you want to learn a new skill or just watch me make a fool of myself, uh, you know, my YouTube channel is for me mostly. I do it for myself just so I can That's chart my progress do it, bro. and watch how I've come, just kind of document my it's good own shit, journey. Yeah. It's good vibes. If you want to follow along, sit shotgun with me and just watch me fucking have a good time, 